Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together Podcast. <laughs> we are super excited to be here today, and we have a lot to cover. Well, you wouldn't believe that with all of the baseball that has not been happening, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of baseball talks, and as we will get into later, there are a lot of baseball ideas, <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need, apparently, to seems. run an entire league. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> like i said we're going to talk about current events we're going to bring you the games of the week that we watched and then we had some questions come up in the facebook group and uh and i've got a new segment i'm going to run throw at you so without further ado let's get into this brad brad yeah tell us about miggy miguel cabrera he's he's being miggy still miggy's being miggy that's right and (laughs) We couldn't ask for anything better, let's be honest. So I, f- I stumbled across this article actually while we were sitting here talking and kind of figuring out what we were going to talk about because that's kind of how we do things. Um, and Shh, don't give <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain. But anyways, yeah, so <laughs> so this is this is a quote from Dave Vavra. He's the, the Detroit Tigers hitting coach. And so... <clears throat> So he uh, he says, all winter long I would call him and text him. I'd get no reply. Then in spring I said, how come you didn't answer my calls? He said, because I gave you someone else's number. He said, okay, I hear you. <laughs> so <laughs> so basically, I mean, it is what it's exactly what it sounds like. Miggy gave the hitting coach a fake number so he would leave him alone during the off season, so he wouldn't be, wouldn't be checking up on him. You know, you getting your reps in, you hitting off your tee, you hitting some soft toss, you know, whatever. That <laughs> he yeah. didn't want him to bug him. And, I mean – if anybody's going to ghost their hitting coach, I mean, he's, he's kind of earned it, right? Well, yeah, I would say 17 years, 2,400 games, 10,236 plate appearances. I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what's he hitting? <laughs> what's his average right now? What, what's he hitting and slugging so, career-wise? <clears throat> all right, slugging, career slugging, 543. And his career average is 315. Yeah, I'd say he's earned it. So, he's yeah. If anybody's got the right to ghost their hitting coach, it's Miggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. So funny and just like it just is a, unreal. Just Miggy being Miggy. It's so funny. I love it. Yeah. He's he's one of the it's good fabulous. personalities in baseball. I like that guy a lot. He's a lot of fun. So my Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball are now negotiating more aggressively this 42-team contraction within the minor leagues, Brad. Mm-hmm. This makes me so sad, so terribly sad. And I yeah. knew that this was going to happen. I knew that if this COVID-19 thing lasted any longer than it already has, mm-hmm. that this would be the perfect excuse for them to cut those teams. That's right. And yep. it's going to be devastating. And I, What do you think? I mean, it is. It really is. But on the other hand, I mean, you think about those minor league teams. Nobody picks up and moves around more than minor league baseball does. I mean, yeah. our the team that we both have, you know, our, our ties to the Ormals a couple of years ago, they were talking about moving to somewhere in Colorado so they could sell beer in the stadium because they're – they play at a stadium on a dry campus, so they can't sell any beer. And the owner was like, well, I want to make more money. Let's go somewhere we can sell beer. Oh, look, Colorado will take us. Let's go there. And that pretty much, that was a conversation that happened, I mean, I want to say kind of overnight. And I, I don't know if that's still in the works because he had like a stadium drawn up and everything he was going to build. Um, yeah. Yep. And, you know, with. It's over. Well, And, yeah, with losing their affiliation with minor league baseball, then, you know, they could be part of that dream league or. 
or just independent, and they could pick up a move even more easily because of the desire to, to make money, you know? So, you know, yeah. it, it's like it's kind of that double-edged sword that nobody moves around more than minor league baseball teams do, but at the same time, they kind of need that minor league baseball affiliation to really give themselves the credibility and make money, you know? So it, it's kind of the trouble well, trouble with it. Well, we think. See, because mm-hmm. nobody's ever done the Stream League thing before. It might be the greatest thing ever. That's, it could be. Yeah. I hesitate I hesitate to say that, but the, with the right business model and mm-hmm. with the right leadership, it could be something great. We don't know. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's going to contract the geography. It's going to reduce um, the, the, you know, I, I, they were, they're not going to take 42 teams out of minor league baseball and maintain 42 clubs in a different setup. They won't right. do that. It will yeah. be fewer teams. Yeah. So who knows? I think, but it, at the end of the day, we're going to get less baseball and that's it, bad. It's true. But in, on the other side of that coin they're they are contracting 42 teams, but they're adding two teams from the independent league. They're going to be adding the St. Right. Paul saints and the Sugarland Skeeters, which I feel like are probably the most popular like or the most well-known independent teams right because like we said you yeah got the st paul saints have had a lot of gimmicks and bill murray is a, is or was a partial owner and wore actually a st paul saints hat in space jam did you notice that right yeah um, i did know that and then it's um, awesome yeah it is awesome and i love it um, but then the Sugarland Skeeters, there's a lot of former big leaguers who went and played for them for a couple of years. Like I remember Roger Clemens went and played for them for Clemens, a yeah. few a uh, few months, and I think his son pitched for them as well. But those are the two most well-known, and it looks like they're going to get brought into minor league baseball of a, a official affiliation, um, which is funny to me Pretty because great. I know – because it is. Yeah, it is great. But it's, it's also kind of funny because I know the St. Paul Saints have a lot of gimmicks that they do with their stadium. Like used to, their old stadium had train tracks running through the outfield. What? Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. So they would be out there, and they'd have to like you know it was almost like game off train, game yeah. on, <laughs> you know, like a Wayne's World thing. <laughs> but, but yeah, fabulous. You know, you, you can't do stuff like that anymore if you're affiliated with minor league baseball. I feel like so. So that'll be yeah, interesting to see they've some of the some stuff. Of that showmanship out of it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's it's great for them, great for those communities because I know the St. Paul Saints are incredibly popular, and they're just right down the road right. from the Minnesota Twins. So that could be yeah, good for everybody. Right, yeah, exactly. Could be good for everybody. Literally down the road. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Okay, we gotta just. I know we've been having a good time, but we gotta have a bad time for a minute. You gotta have both. You gotta have balance on the show. Wait, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Okay. Let's. <laughs> Let's talk about this Red Sox thing. <laughs> the punish the 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 punishment. <laughs> Are you doing air quotes? Quote unquote. Oh punishment. dude. I don't know if there's a stronger way to do air quotes. I need to know. Somebody write in and explain to me how else we can like I don't know if I need to do that or not, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But you'll see it later. I gestured heavily. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Anyway, basically what happened was JT Watkins was the Red Sox replay guy and and he's the only one getting punished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even after he said, "Oh yeah, I uh, I told these guys not to look what I'm at what I'm doing because it was cheating." Right? Like Yeah. I I'm so sick of Rob Banford being like Oh, we can't punish the players because I don't want to deal with that. Let's punish somebody else on the peripheral. Um, how about we'll suspend Joey Cora? Oh wait, no, he was already suspended for the Astro. We'll suspend him for the Astro stuff because yeah, that's more not involved. Joey Alex. That's what I meant. Yeah, Alex Alex Cora. Sorry. Um, so Alex Cora is suspended. Okay, you're a Mariners fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So Alex Alex Cora is suspended for a year because of his his role with the Astro sign stealing. No punishment in addition yeah. to the Red Sox sign stealing. Like, no, you know, I, why would we stack punishments yeah, for two separate know. violations? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and we'll get what into is that this? a little what bit What is this, too. single jeopardy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, it's so bad. Come on. It's so bad. But So my buddy, who I have a good friend of mine. He's coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. He's promised me that he's coming. He's a huge Red Sox fan. Sweet. And he said 
He said his name's Mike. You'll you guys will meet him. He said if he read it in an article somewhere, he said that if if Rob Manfred were a prosecutor under any legal jurisdictional sort of responsibility at all, and and he took this long and spent this much money running an investigation and, and managing a case, and and these are the results he came back with, fired. Oh, immediately yeah. lose his job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For real, like I saw this as like he clearly just wanted this off of his desk. He saw That's it right. sitting on the side. He's like, "This is still here. Just, just get out. Just get out of here." Well, you got to punish somebody. What's the first name I see on this report? J.T. Watkins. Suspend that guy. He can't have his job that back guy. for a couple years. That guy right there. That That's guy. <laughs> Burn him off with his head. <laughs> and then, like, Ser- only kind seriously. of though. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, well, uh, that, was that harsh? Yeah, boss, that was pretty harsh. Uh, okay, only a little bit then. Maybe maybe just slap his wrist. Can we slap his wrist? Yeah, we can slap his wrist, boss. Slap his wrist, But not, but not too hard. Don't slap, slap it too hard. Don't slap yeah, it too d- hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he bruises, I'm coming after you. Okay? <laughs> All right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the guy can't make a decision, man. It's unreal. It's ridiculous. Oh gosh, <sighs> I don't get it. I don't, get I don't it understand either. him. And here's the thing: I'm not disappointed. And I was telling you, I was telling you this, uh, or I was telling Mike this the other day. I'm not disappointed because that would mean I would have had any faith in Rob Manfred left. <laughs> yeah. There's but none. I don't, so I'm not disappointed. I'm not surprised. It's not upsetting, mm-hmm. really. I mean, it's upsetting on, like, the moral or ethical level. But it, I'm not upset with Rob because mm-hmm. I could not have been more upset already. So I had nothing. Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's the worst commissioner in the history of commissioners. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Absolutely. For reals. The, Jeez. Yeah. There, there's no punishment. There's no... <laughs> There's no order. <laughs> you know, the, he's he's basically riding the no. coattails of um, of Bud Selig. Still, he's not. He hasn't done anything proactive. Even I mean, Bud other, other Selig. Than, even Bud Selig did some good. Yeah, he drew it, it lines. May have come late, but he did it. Yeah, and he drew some lines, and he mm-hmm. talked out of both sides of his mouth, and he went back on some stuff. And right. I know, I get it, but at the end of the day. Bud Selig, you knew, that, you know, I mean, he threw his weight around when it was required, mm-hmm. maybe late, yeah. like you say, but, but I mean, I don't, it was wet noodle stuff from Rob Manfred makes me think, like, who's actually running the show? Is there some cabal of Hall of Famers out there? Like, <laughs> nah, man, don't, 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 <laughs> it's like, don't, don't punish the players, man, that would be terrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't understand it. it. Doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, so, I'm just waiting for the day, and the owners are fed up with him enough, and they're just like, "Okay, you're gone. You're done." Yeah. But, well, the uh, owners won't do it because they're not getting punished either. <laughs> well, you would think they love this. They probably love this guy. Though. You'd think that yeah, they want they, if, yeah. if guys are cheating, you'd want to you'd want to level the playing field, and get out of some of those contracts. But I don't I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know either. It's ridiculous. Who cares? <laughs> Let's talk about what the season might look like. Possibly. Again. Not. <laughs> Again. Because <laughs> Rob Manfred, what, what was it you that said? You tell him what, what you heard Manfred said. So it's it's this quote on this article on CBS that I actually read. It's He told Fox <laughs> Business, he says, from our perspective, we don't have a plan. We have lots of ideas. What ideas come to fruition depends on what the restrictions are. So so no plans, no plans, just ideas floating around the commissioner's office, just in the ether. We, we don't have we don't have any plans. Yeah, yeah, I, and I understand the whole restrictions so, thing, you know. But just like yeah. it's like okay, just plan on we're not going to have fans in the stadium this year because that's that's the way that, it's got to be. Maybe you can't let's do start that, Brad. moving that would these be a plan. ideas. That's it would be yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to help him figure out how to make a plan. Is what I'm doing. You know, he can't help. send some yeah. of those ideas in the direction, but yeah. remedial, <laughs> yeah, remedial training. Here is how you make a plan. Okay, you take an idea. Yeah, <laughs> you should probably write it down. <laughs> you 
then there has to be a start date and an end date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you do I'm it curious. in red crayon, it's easier to see. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm curious if you just a paper piece of paper with all these scribbled down or like even a possibly a whiteboard with some stuff on it. I don't know if he's gone that far. Oh wow. That's advanced. Well, that is advanced. That's that advanced decision making. That that's true. A whiteboard is the next step to a plan, right? Going from that's how you know. Plan. That's how you know it's serious. He, Rob Manfred's there with his Crayola box. He's looking at the Crayola box like, well. And you know, now that I think about it, it's probably not even on a piece of paper. I bet it's just on a napkin. Oh yeah, with and so lunch. he tried with the crayon on the napkin, and the napkin tore, and he went, "Well, I guess it wasn't a good idea." <laughs> So what he's so the proposal let's get back on track the proposal is that what <laughs> well so so let's recap let, let's recap okay. let's recap real quick so initially yeah. we had all the teams in Arizona and then we had right extended cactus league extended grapefruit league now this plan is three states go ahead brig <clears throat> so what they want to do is they want to put the they want to put i think Ten teams in Arizona, ten teams in Texas, and ten teams in Florida. Mm-hmm. Because, well, like you said, Brad, these these they have stadiums with roofs on them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's no adverse weather conditions to worry about. They can play right through. They can have double headers. They can do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. because they can control the environment. Now, that makes good sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is probably the only time in my life I've been grateful for stadiums with roofs on them. Um, oh, see, I'm because, all about it, man. Yeah, everybody, I know you are. I, I'll say it again. Everybody should have a retractable roof. That, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, as long but as they ahead. get stuck open, everything's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> there goes me, Brig, being old school again. All right, so. <laughs> I'll get off your lawn. I'm sorry. Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> And don't step on the <laughs> – okay, anyway, here's the deal. Ten teams in each of the three states. What We don't know what that means. There's not a lot of specificity in the planning oh, – excuse me, mm-hmm. in the idea. The idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, but what we have talked about there being is if there's ten teams in three different locations – then what we would have is six division races, three leagues. I don't know how you break that out uh, to earn your piece of metal at the end of the yeah. season. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. The, here, I'm going to do that big. <laughs> I'm going to do that big, the big air quote thing, piece of metal. There. It's better. I'm getting, It's like the My Wayne's World thing, like you said. It's kind of what it looks like. You'll see. <laughs> What, what do you think of this idea, Brad? Um, I think parts of it work. I mean, like like we said before, the retractable roof thing, because it gets hot. gets really hot in Arizona. It gets really hot in Texas, hot and humid in Florida. And plus, you, you are going to have random rainy days in a couple of those places. So you don't want to have rain outs. I like the idea of the retractable roofs because yeah. this idea, again, <laughs> Uh, mentioned teams in Arlington would go could go to Houston and play at Minute Maid, where they also have a retractable roof. Right. They could go from uh, Miami, where they have a retractable roof, to Tampa Bay or Tampa, sorry, St. Petersburg, wherever it is, um, yeah. where, you know, it's straight up indoor. So you've got roofs <laughs> everywhere. The only problem – what's that? I said it's in a tunnel, but go ahead. Sorry. In a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> the the only problem is in is in Phoenix. You only have one roof, right? In order to get to the next closest one, you would have to go to either Arlington or Seattle. I don't know which or is Seattle, closer. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Arlington's closer, so but not much, right? Because it's a way. Oh, no, I think it's I think it's much closer to Phoenix. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I've driven it. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's closer. Yeah, yeah, that is. Now that I think about it. I was, I'm giving. I'm thinking Texas is like the state of like the size of Alaska there for a minute. But anyways, so so your next closest roof is in Arlington. So I could see you're playing triple headers in the roof at Chase at Chase Field. That's six teams that get to play a day. Right? Wow. 
But then yeah. you've still got you've still got four teams that are playing out in 115, 120 degree heat because you don't have another roof. So that's that's one of the logistics that you run into there. You know, it works fine. I feel like in Texas works pretty well in Florida. Um, yep. but Arizona, you're gonna is where you're gonna run into the problem. Okay, so could you what could you do twenty and twenty? Or fifteen and fifteen, I mean, sorry. 15. Could you do fifteen and fifteen? Fifteen in Texas, fifteen in, in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah. I think you could. Because then mean, you could you could still have three five team divisions mm-hmm. and have some kind of wild card situation for how to fill that. Yeah. And then and then, you know, it would be east versus west, sort of. That almost might work better because you've got the two stadiums that you're that you're splitting the workload with. That's right. Yeah. So, um, so you got so three why, games. Phoenix makes no sense. No, no, it's too hot. You, it's too hot to not have a roof. Um, right. Because you could have you have three games in Arlington, three games in Texas. That's twelve teams, and then have three day, and then have three teams a day have a day off. Bingo. Right. Hey, hey, Rob. Hey Rob, <laughs> you got your. We got figured your, it out for you. You got your crayons, Rob. This we use a blue crayon for this one, Rob. I'm sorry. This I'm I'm not trying to be mean, and I feel like it's getting a little mean spirited. So I I'm sorry. Um, but God, jeez, I am frustrated. <laughs> it is. It is really frustrating, and. For me, the thing that's frustrating is to see that, like, oh, we have this idea. They have these ideas coming out, but there's nothing concrete for, like... And I understand that, you know, depending on how far out the season goes, yeah, you know, like, how much it gets pushed back, you've got to adjust things and things like that. But at the same time, um, you've got to have a, a contingency plan of some kind. You know, like, if the season comes back, this is what we're planning on doing right now. Right, like you know, the minute the CDC and the and the and the government says you go ahead, man, like whatever, use yeah. your best discretion. Then there should be an immediately implementable plan. And here's the problem: the mm-hmm. players have to be comfortable with it as well, right? There's still right. There's still the issue of social distancing, and even when the government kind of lifts the ban and the stay-at-home orders in these states start to kind of relax a little bit, you still have mm-hmm. to get the buy-in from the individuals. Um, yeah. And so I think and there are some guys who have there. problems with it. Other guys are fine with it. If you ask Scott Boris, he says all of his guys are good with it. You know, of course he's going to say that because he wants the money. Yeah. But Scotty B. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've seen guys who said, I'm not leaving my wife and brand new baby for six months or however right. long, you know, of that course. I've seen other, other people who like, I've talked to my wife and if this is the way we get paid this year, this is what we do. This is how it works. See, and that's what I'm you saying. Know, so, so between somehow between the players association and and Major League Baseball, they should at least have a plan, and then they should have mm-hmm. a plan to mitigate those concerns. Whatever wh- they should be doing research into what players' concerns are, and I'm sure they are. I hope they are. It's the players' mm-hmm. association is not being run by Rob Manfred, so it's probably some forward thinking there. And they've got a <laughs> lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of research to do to understand what what it would take for people to feel comfortable. And if they can overcome those preemptively, yeah. then the minute we get an opportunity to play baseball, they can have a they can have a proposal. Hey, here's mm-hmm. what we're gonna do. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think that's the nail on the head right there. Have a plan, and adjust it as you need to. Yep. And yeah, I think that's the way it needs to be. I agree well, with you. Let's take a break. Let's uh, stay tuned for the public service announcement. Please stay home. We want to make sure everybody stays safe, slow this thing down, and we're mm-hmm. grateful you're here with us. Luckily, we can do this through social distancing. So wherever you're at, at your home, hopefully on your commute if you're an essential worker, then uh, please stay safe, and thanks for everything you're doing for everybody else. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose and eyes, cover your coughs and sneezes, monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor, stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care, clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. 
Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, so we played the the COVID nineteen PSA, and I actually discovered something the other day. I had to go to the store for something, and I had my bandana on as a mask because I haven't got my my Corona mask yet on the way. I'll show you when I get it. Anyway, so I had my bandana, and I was like, "Gosh, the thing just not staying in place." Have you had that problem, Brig? Well, no, I wear a surgical mask, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Wait. Yeah. See, I have. I wear a bandana. It's yeah. actually. Uh, yeah, so I wear the bandana as a mask, and but I happen to be wearing my perfect hat. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to try something. And I discovered, check this out. If you tie it to the snap on the back of your hat, it will stay in place. All right, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to take my glasses off. I'm going to demonstrate. Oh, live demonstrations. Is live demonstration. Live. <laughs> I'll show you how this works. <clears throat> this high Just quality entertainment right here for those of you put watching. Put on a little bit. Pull the mask down over your face so you can't talk into your microphone. <laughs> and then your headset falls off. That happens too. And then it's much easier when you don't have an earpiece in. <laughs> and then this is only for YouTube people. This is not good content for the audio podcast. No, it's you good. It's it funny actually. <laughs> and then <laughs> pull it up over your nose. And then cinch it in the back, nice and tight, stays in place. Check that out Bam. on YouTube. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a little uh, tutorial. I'm going to take this off so I can actually talk now. Um, going to do a little tutorial, and we'll put that up on uh, everywhere, all the, the gizmos. I'm going to put my hat back on so you don't have to look at my bald head. I put my glasses on <laughs> so I can see. But, anyways... So it actually works really well if you're not fighting uphill with things like an earpiece and uh, <laughs> and yeah it, it holds it in place. So like I said, I'll do a little tutorial video. You can show how you can see how it works and it's awesome. I loved it once I figured it out. Fantastic. Um, so that's fantastic. <laughs> and your Corona Anyways. mask will be there on Thursday. <laughs> I just looked. Perfect. We shipped it. It'll be there Thursday. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, you're only supposed to wear stuff out once, so I can wear the Corona mask one day and then wear the bandana if that's still in the wash. Wash so. it, yeah. It works. There you go. It works, Sweet. yeah. Sweet. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, we've been talking about how there's no baseball. Everybody knows no baseball, no sports right now. It's awful. It's painful. So what Brig and I are doing to get through is we're watching old baseball games. Brig, what game did you watch this week? Bro. I let my wife decide. Nice. Yeah. She's home from the hospital, so I let her decide. And I said, Sweet. I said, babe, she said, I don't care. I'm like, come on, you got you to gotta choose. She said, no, I, I don't <laughs> care. I just want to watch baseball with you. I said, well, right. <laughs> but anyway, in the end, she decided. We did, we Did made, you say that's the sexiest <clears throat> thing you've ever said? Man, no kidding. Holy moly. <laughs> Wish she wasn't. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> She's so sick, but... <laughs> anyway, yeah. point is, we picked November 2nd, 2016. Game 7 of the 2016 oh. World Series in honor of my wife, the Cubs fan. And uh yeah. And it was it'll never be as magical as it was in real life IRL. Right. But it was fantastic. We were watching all the so in in the vault on YouTube, MLB's got the some of the pregame, like one of the pregame hype videos that they led with before they started the Joe Buck commentary. And it was yeah. We looked at each other. We're like, oh man, <laughs> like, we got all <laughs> we got all like weepy and all hot and bothered about it. It was really really exciting. <laughs> So as we're watching the game, we're progressively, and you know what? I could talk about the game all day long, but I feel like I have before. So let me talk about some of the emotions that we had that day, November 16, November 2, 2016, and then again today. So we just remember we're sitting there, and some of the stories have progressively gotten better, and some of them have gotten worse. Um, right. Addison Russell is a great example. Um Corey Kluber breaking his arm, another example. You know, it's so some of these stories um, have have been a little bit painful to relive retroactively, but most of them have been very, very satisfying. Like, 
Javi Baez being mm. even better now than he was that day where he made at least two errors, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> and you're like, come on, man, it's game seven of the World Series. Quit trying to barehand it. <laughs> but you know what? That's what makes Javi Javi. So it is, right. it's okay, and they won. And um, So Chicago had three errors that night, two of which were on Javi Baez. <laughs> Anyway, so brutal man. So the first inning, the leadoff batter Dexter Fowler crushes it. I think it was the third pitch, goes all the way out. Mm-hmm. Guess how many other times in the history of baseball a Game Seven World Series has opened with a leadoff home run? Because I looked it up. Oh man. Oh geez, I, I how about maybe, how about maybe two other? How times? about just up until that day? Let's say that up until that day, how many times uh-huh. had there been a game seven leadoff batter home run? So he he didn't lead off the game though, right? Because he was playing for the Cubs. Yeah, he led off the game because they were playing in Cleveland. Oh yeah, they're in they're in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Duh. I still haven't watched that game by the way. I need to. Yeah, because you you um, you're you're guilty, Brad, of some of some major poopy pantsery on this one. It's true. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's too bad. Never mind. I was just, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't watch the game because not because I didn't want to, because I was, I was covering, I was working. Yeah. But I anyways, know you were working. I would say two, two times before that, two times before that. Zero. Zero. Never. That happened. was the first time in major league baseball history. A game seven had been led off with a home run. Wow. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Literally the minute it, the minute the game started, it was like history in the making. You know, Cubs yeah. Cubs first World Series appearance in 108 years um and the Indians have it I think it was 60 was it 68 years since the Indians had won a World Series. 108 years since the Cubs have won a World mm. Series. Anyway, uh, it's just historic. It's like the whole thing was just madness. Mm. And so anyway, the Cleveland ties it up in the third. Cubs pull off two runs in the fourth, which were amazing. Sack fly and then a tag up from third. Chris Bryant comes home, slides under the tag. Just... And Perez, the catcher, the Cleveland's catcher, Perez, is just phenomenal. I mean, he's just so solid. I wouldn't say mm. he's the greatest of all time or anything like that. He's, I don't even right. think he's destined for that. But he's incredibly solid. So, I mean, he's just on display all night long. So, anyway, Cubs pull ahead 3-1 to one in the fourth. And then both teams score two runs in the fifth. <clears throat> Sixth inning, Chicago scores another run. This word starts to get real good, bro. <laughs> in the seventh inning, it goes <laughs> scoreless both ways, but then three runs in the eighth inning for Cleveland. And I was like, no! You know, I was like, no. <laughs> Same. We just like, mm. it was because my wife's a Cubs fan, so we were watching it. We were on the wagon. Uh-huh. I was on the wagon all of 2016. I mean, like all of it. Because there was some magic building the whole season, man. You could feel it. It was so palpable. And then with Joe Madden being there and just, oh, man. Look, that was the year, 2016's the year I had my back surgery as well. So we're just sitting in my recliner all year long. I had my back surgery in March. Hello. So I just sat there. I went to physical therapy. I come home every day, sit, watch baseball. (laughs) It was it was nice. fantastic. So when they start, I can think of worse ways to spend a summer. I can think of yes, me too. And then when when the, when it was time <laughs> the owls opened up, I felt pretty good at going outside. Uh, and so I'd go to baseball games outside. It's one of the only things I could do where I felt comfortable with. And so, listen, listen, all you people out there who are listening, if you have back problems, I'm telling you right now, one of the most comfortable seats in the world is some baseball stadium seating most i will say most <clears throat> i have tons of stuff going on i'm in pain all the time and i i am never in pain at a baseball game it is bizarre man that makes no sense because they are the simple that doesn't make any sense at they're all They're simple yeah. like 
hardback, you know, sort of rigid, but I never, I'm almost never in pain at a baseball game. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and maybe that has to do with the atmosphere and it's baseball and it's me. And there's a lot of factors that might go into that. But anyway, that is not about the game of the week, but that's about the season I experienced. We watched all the baseball we could. And my wife was pregnant at the same time. So we sat there. Yeah. Try doing that back surgery and then pregnant. It's like, <laughs> that was bad planning. We didn't plan it. Anyway, point story is the Cubs. <laughs> The Cubs, the Indians scored three runs in the eighth, and then nobody scored in the ninth. <clears throat> so we go into extra innings, right? And uh, and here comes this old rain delay. <laughs> now in the, was it like the fourth inning, they sub in John Lester. Wilson Contreras started the game for the Cubs behind the plate, and mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery was, or excuse me, Kyle Hendricks was fantastic. Just really fantastic. It got him through four, and they uh, so they sub out Hendricks for Lester fourth or the fifth. I can't remember. And then Hendrick or uh, Lester, John Lester says, "I'm not doing it without David Ross." He made that stipulation early on in the season. It wasn't ever questioned. Uh, everybody knew that's what was going to happen. So Lester and Rossi are warming up in the bullpen, and that means that Contreras is coming out of the game. And everybody's like, whoa, that's like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. So they pull him out. They put in David Ross. They put in John Lester. Everything's on the line. It's game seven. And then they had more pitching changes and things like that, et cetera. <clears throat> and David Ross stayed in. He was their backup. You know, he's the that day he was the backup catcher. So he stays yeah. in, and then he's – I think he was 40, 40 or 39 that, that year. He said either way it was, his, it was his last game it was of his career. Last game ever of his entire career. Yeah. And he said, it was like, look, I'm not playing again. This is it. No matter what happens at the end of this season, I'm done. And he gets up and he, run, he hits a home run <laughs> in game seven of the world series from the bench. And, oh, look, man, <laughs> It does not get better than that, man. The last game you ever play is game seven of the World Series. You're super old for baseball. <laughs> Still super capable, but super old. He's a catcher. Gets subbed in because his buddy's on the mound, and and he hits a home run. It's a home run. And it was like, oh! It was like, it was like pandemonium. Just at the house, right? We were watching with all our family, and uh, it was pandemonium. It was pandemonium here just, you know, years later, four or five years later. <laughs> pandemonium. Four. I can do math. It's four years later, pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, it, game seven, 2016, arguably the best baseball game I've ever seen in my entire life, and it's good every time. Yeah. It's uh, the stories behind it are what make it magical. The the Cubs and the Cleveland Indians having those franchise droughts. The the way Joe Madden put together the team with the people he had and the places he had them. The same with Cleveland, with Tito, right? Terry Francona, it's the same. The, all the stories and yeah. all the personalities and all the development, everything that led up to it. Um, and then the rain delay. And then the Cubs won. And the Cubs ended up winning... <clears throat> in the tenth, and they scored two runs in the tenth. And um, hold on, where to go? Yeah, two runs in the tenth. Cleveland scored one run in the tenth. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Eight to seven Cubs. Yeah, magic. Yeah, that was my game. Well, and you mentioned the way that team was put together. Um, and we've both read uh, the Cubs way. Is that what that book's yeah. called? Yeah, yeah. If anybody who, if you're a, like a fan of that team or anything, or really just like, I don't know, baseball, because I was, I'm not a big Cubs fan at all, especially that year where I was, so, I was so sick of them by the end of the season. I wanted them to lose. Yeah, you did. But the Cubs way, that's a, it's a great book. It's fantastic. It, it really puts a lot of perspective on how that that whole thing was put together, and which is I what I love. You know how teams are put together, things like yeah. that. 
um, it, it's cool. It gives pretty much everybody's backstory, and it's awesome. Yeah, because they go they go way back really cool. to when those t- those players were first drafted and how they were selected and mm-hmm. and all that four or five years yeah. earlier. No, it's it's comprehensive and it's uh, yeah, it's written like a novel. It's honestly a storybook. Yeah, it's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. All right, Brad, that was way yeah, too long. Great. Tell long me about fun. the game you watched. Sorry. <laughs> So I watched uh, Game Seven of the 2001 World oh, Series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a reason I chose this game, but I'm gonna leave that little cliffhanger, little Ew. tease, for a few weeks from now. So, anyway, <laughs> this was a fantastic game. This is awesome. It's, it was like the first little bit of it was kind of slow. Um, you know, it was. I mean, Kurt Schilling was. Uh, you can't say he was perfect through the first six innings, but he faced the minimum. The only reason it wasn't he wasn't perfect is because Paul O'Neill got thrown out at third in the top of the first inning trying to stretch yep. out a triple. Um, other than that, I mean, he sent everybody down in order. At one point, he struck out five of seven Yankees. Oh. Amazing. And, and 2001 amazing. Yankees. <clears throat> yeah, 2001 Yankees. This is the tail end of yeah. the dynasty. Um, you've got – I mean, let's – Let's look at this real quick. I remember I was watching this game. I was like, gosh, that guy was still playing. That guy was still playing. Yeah, no wonder they yeah. were winning every game. He had Jeter leading off. Paul O'Neill is Paul O'Neill's very last game before he retired. Bernie Williams, Tino Martinez, Jorge Posada, Shane Spencer, Alfonso, rookie Alfonso rookie. Soriano, yep. Scott Brocious, <clears throat> and then Roger Clemens pitched. And by the way, Roger Clemens, um, when he was hitting – he looked like a right-handed. Yeah, Jason yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Yeah, he he can't he can't say that he did not do steroids because he looked just like Jason Giambi, just right-handed. He was huge. He was huge. Unreal. Because yeah. looking back, I was like, you know, maybe he was just like fat and old. No, he was he jacked. jacked. Mm-hmm. He was huge. You're right. That, yeah, there's no way he went from what he was to that big. Without artificial, well, he inflation. was always stocky, but he wasn't. So. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like Barry Bonds. He was Barry like Bonds that. went from no. like whip it thin yeah. and wiry to the you know freaking Hulk smash. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't the same transformation, but yeah. it was. It was there. Yeah, yeah. He he got <laughs> real big. Um. So anyway, so really uneventful game into this bottom of the sixth inning. Um, the Diamondbacks would get guys on, but then Clemens doing what he does would get out of it. So the bottom of the sixth inning, finally you've got Steve Finley, who leads off with a single, and then Danny Batista smoked. By the way, this guy was killing the ball. The night before, in game six, the D-backs beat the Yankees 15-2. to And that's how actually Danny Batista ended up in the lineup, is because he was like four for four yeah, or something like that. Talk about that. He, was, he, he was in the cover off the ball. <laughs> we don't talk about so game six. he comes in here... <laughs> uh, so he comes in here and he smokes a ball down le- uh, to left center field, uh, just left of the four thirteen marker. And uh, and Finley comes all the way around and scores. Batista's thrown out at third, and that pretty much kills that that rally that could have been. But at the same time, this is the interesting thing about that: Bob Brenly, the Diamondbacks manager at the time. Um, clearly a big small ball guy. If you watch, if you watch this game start to finish, you can see that he was a big, big advocate of small ball. In fact, he said right after that, he said um, he took the bunt side off. He's like, ah, I'm gonna let him have a whack at it because he called for a bunt on the first pitch, and then after that, he he told him to swing away. And well, he did. Paid off. So the D-backs, D-backs take a one nothing lead. Going to the top of the seventh, the Yankees finally. Finally, get something going against Schilling. Jeter leads off the single. O'Neill hits a line drive to center, and then Bernie Williams grounds out to the right side, which what which is what he was trying to do that entire at bat. You watch his swing, you watch the way he's a, a, approaching the ball, and he was trying to hit a ground ball to the right side. Succeeded, um, but then Craig Council, uh, I I think it was just the, just the positioning and how slow the how slow the ball was going. They're only able to get one out at second base. Got runners on the corner. Uh, runners on the corners, one out now. Right. Okay. And Tino Martinez comes up here, who I feel like is an underrated postseason player. Agreed. Very good. Yep. Very good player. Hits a ground ball to right. Jeter scores one to one. And then you go into, <laughs> uh, you go into the top of the eighth. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go to the top of the eighth. Um, Soriano hits a leadoff bomb to left center field. Like he hit that ball, and I, I haven't watched this game since I watched it live two thousand one, and I had no idea what was happening. And he hit that ball. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, crushed it. Just crushed that ball. So then you've got Yankees up, right, two to one. Okay, what does Joe Torre decide to do going to the bottom of the eighth? Mariano Rivera coming in for a six-out save. Of course. Ruh-roh. Of course. Uh, now, I'm not a big fan of the six-out save because you could have a situation like what the Diamondbacks had there. You had Luis Gonzalez lead off against against Mo, And at that point, he was 0 for 3. He struck out 0 mm-hmm. for 4 in the night. Okay? You go, you go, you bat around because you had... Let me get my notes back here. Um, you know, the, I, uh, Mo faced four batters in the eighth. <coughs> Comes into the ninth. You've got Mark Grace leads off with a single at the middle. You bring in a pinch runner. Then you've got Miller bunts, but then Rivera throws the ball into center field. Everybody's safe. And the thing about this, too, that I think was crucial at some points in the game <coughs> was that so Jeter earlier in the game, he made uh, a play where he kind of scooped the ball and threw off his, threw kind of running off his back foot. It looked like he had like tweaked a hamstring or something doing that. Well, when on this play, um, I think it was uh, mm. Maduka. Nope, <laughs> Delucci, dyslexic. <laughs> Laducci. Uh slid in and kind of took out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Is know. Is it Laducci? <laughs> It's <laughs> you know, you're making me question. It's Delucci, David Delucci. I knew I had my notes right. Anyway, he comes in and takes out Jeter's yeah. right leg, and so he's so he's twisted up and and he's so he's limited after that. And then you've got um, you got a couple more guys get on, and then Womack, um, Tony Womack hits a ball oh into gosh. right field yeah. that brings. Uh, brings a pinch runner Cummings, um, Midri, Midri, I don't know how to say his first name. Anyway, Midri Cummings comes in to score. You got a tie. Yeah, it's painful. Okay, then you've got runners on second and third. Runners on second and third. Craig Council at the plate. You can't no. pitch around Council for a couple of reasons. One, you're, that would load up the bases with winning run on third base and force outs. But at the same time, uh. And you also don't because Luis Gonzalez right. comes up after Council. No. You don't want to face that guy, right? Well, just so happens Council gets hit in the hand slash arm, so now you do have the bases loaded, one out. Luis Gonzalez comes up. This is his second time yeah. facing Rivera, facing Mario Rivera that night, and that's why I don't right. like the six out save. Because if if he had been able to get through the order, if he hadn't had that error, that throwing error to second. And being able to get through it, you know, it it wouldn't have been an issue. But Luis Gonzalez comes up 0 for 4 on the night. And this is something I thought was really interesting. Tim McCarver, the color guy for Fox uh, broadcasting with Joe Buck, says, Rivera uh, generates a lot of broken bat singles shallow in the outfield to left-handers. That's the problem with bringing the infield in here. They had everybody in trying to get the force out at home. Instead of having the middle infield back and and double play depth. Well... If you look at where uh, Luis Gonzalez hit that ball, broken bat to the back of the dirt. If I think if Jeter had been in double play depth, mm-hmm. he'd have caught that ball. That's just my thought. But like looking, I made sure to look at where that ball landed when he pointed out the infield in, and I think he could have made a play on that ball if it was if he'd have been playing double play depth instead of in. So that's an interesting little thing, you know. And then um, and then they come in, score, and win the game. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch for me. It's I mean I remember specifically watching that because uh, I was kind of walking around the house uh, watching it. We had it on the TV downstairs. We had it on the TV upstairs in my parents' room, and I was walking through my parents' room, and and I was like, okay, after this after this battle batter, I'll, I'll run downstairs and I'll, and I'll get my spot on the couch or you know yeah. or, or after this pitch even, and uh, and I specifically remember Gonzalez hitting that ball up the middle and having it land on the. Yeah, on the back of the dirt and coming yeah. in I was like, oh my gosh, 
It's like they just walked off oh, against man. Mariano Rivera to win the World oh, Series. That is insane. It, it was insane. <laughs> but <laughs> it's absolutely insane, especially I after know. that game back and forth. Just it, that was one of the most exciting games. I mean, like I said, it was Schilling put on a clinic. Randy Johnson came in in the eighth inning and, and pitched the eighth and ninth for the D-backs. And, uh, you know, he's always been one of my favorite pitchers. I was I was so happy to see that guy get a ring. It was. It was yeah. exciting. It was a fun game. It's a fun game to watch if uh, if you're a Yankee <laughs> hater again, just like I always say. <laughs> good one. <laughs> Go watch it. It's a fun watch, especially it's if you like pitching, pitching. Watching watching Schilling and Clemens duel. That, yeah, great. It's a lot of fun. Good watch. Great. I liked it. Well, now that you've uh, thoroughly so. touched my dark spot, we're going to take a break. And what? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but when we are going to take a break, and when we come back. Um, we've got a couple of questions from our listeners and uh, my new segment, so let's do it. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast cheer from the cheap seats and much more drop the big city series only at nine plus welcome back baseball family before we wrap up this segment we got a couple of things we want to bring you first thanks to alexander trout one of our faithful group members i was brought uh to the aware it was brought to my awareness that we need to talk about a very special thing in baseball culture, memorabilia. Yeah. Okay. Specifically signed memorabilia. All right. Now, Alexander Trout, he sent me this link. <laughs> he sent me this link. And I'm going to tell you what it is. And I want you to think for a moment. How much would you pay for this? Okay. That's the kind of the way I want to go with these segments. How much would you pay for this? Or maybe how much do you think somebody would pay for this? So that's what, that's what I want to know. This is a Mariona Rivera. Thank you for bringing him up earlier. <laughs> Perfect segue. Mariona Rivera signed Yankee Stadium used pitching rubber. Now, this is from the bullpen. It was there from July, I think, 16th through maybe the 25th. So it got about a 10-day lifespan. It is fully authenticated. Everything about it is above board. There's photographs of him signing this item um, with his Sharpie. And now this wasn't a this wasn't something that was used by the Yankees because it was in Yankee Stadium and it was their visitors bullpen pitching rubber. Okay, so okay. I don't know why he's signing it, but he is, okay? So it's used, game used. How much do you think? Is the minimum price? Is that old? Yankee it's on Stadium? eBay. Is that old Yankee Stadium or new Yankee Stadium? New, because it was twenty ten. Wasn't twenty okay. two thousand nine? Was their last year, right? Okay. So I, I forget. I can't remember. Um, that, I think that's right. Now so. I hope I'm right because it make me feel like a dummy if I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right. Two thousand nine. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... 2009. Now I have to look. Oh, man, I feel so Yeah, stupid. I want to look. Um, but I'm trying to think. 2008 was the last one, so, yeah, you're safe. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. That's right. Okay. That, All right. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of events from that summer that would remind me, and that actually makes sense. Okay. Um, yep. Oh, gosh. I, don't even, I honestly don't know just because I don't pay attention to the memorabilia market because I don't have that kind of money. Um, right, right. <laughs> yes, that uh, is a that is a worthy part of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I would think somewhere what like fifty grand, something like that. Fifty grand for a you a game used visitors bullpen mm-hmm. signed by Mariano Rivera. I'm gonna tell you, you're way too high, which is good news. Oh, am I okay? So I lose like, bam, lose prices, right? It's yeah, it's way too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the price is wrong, Bob, or whatever. Okay, anyway. Oh, my gosh. Those are good memories. All right. the This is going for $1,100. Okay. 
Eleven hundred dollars. Wow. That's honestly that seems like a steal. It seems more reasonable than I originally thought. Yeah. Now yeah. it's still a th- it's still eleven hundred dollars. This we're still talking over a thousand dollars for a pitching rubber he never probably never used, not during a game. Right. So but, that's interesting. But it is a pitching rubber signed by one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Mm-hmm. Who's now what in the those, Hall of Fame, first unanimous again? ever. What were those dates again? July, July, hold on, 16 to 25. July 16 to 25, 2010. Because um, I'm curious who they played, who would who would have used that. Hmm. Um, you got, like, the Rays. Um, yeah, I don't. Eleven hundred might might be right then. <laughs> it's the yeah. race. Yeah. But anyway, so w- yeah. I, the question I have for you is, if this was your favorite player ever, mm-hmm. would you would you spend eleven hundred dollars on on that on a signed pitching rubber? If I had the money, I probably would. Because if I had the it's, money to be collecting and things like that, but honestly, like for me, eleven hundred dollars is quite a bit. Um, all right. but, but yeah, I mean, if I was a collector and he was my favorite player, for sure, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so what if would I had you somewhere to display for... it, yeah, right, exactly. So what would you pay for it right now, given your current circumstances? If you knew that Mariano Rivera, you could get this and you could put it in the background of the podcast or whatever, which is mm. the, exactly what I thought. I was like, ooh, I could put it right here, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, Mo. Maybe I'll have it on the green screen. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, anyway that's yeah the, I, I don't know that's the question I mean, yeah i don't yeah. know because that's honestly something i don't really think about um yeah yeah that's interesting i mean what would you pay for i it? thought what it was interesting pay for it you know i i i would at it when my current situation the way things are looking i would probably pay i, I would mm, too bad baseball bats are two hundred bucks because I would probably pay two two fifty for that. Like I yeah. could, if if somebody came to me and said two hundred bucks, I'd be like, shut up and take my money. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably do the same. Two hundred bucks do it right now. Yeah. Three hundred bucks, my wife probably beat me. You know, but two hundred bucks, <laughs> I could probably yeah. explain away. Be like, look, yeah. look, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think two hundred, two fifty, even. Um, like if it was yeah. like a Randy Johnson. <clears throat> Right. Signed pitching rubber. I could probably I could probably throw two hundred, two fifty, maybe three hundred. Yeah. I'd probably get beat up mm. if Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna do I'll do this every once in a while. We'll talk about memorabilia. I think it's fun. Thanks, Alexander cool. Trout. This was yeah, good. Right on. All right. A couple of questions from the group. Brad, Denise Cantu wants to know what are your thoughts on the major league baseball counting this shortened or postponed season toward Lynch and Lou Now's punishments. Hinch, AJ Hinch. Oh, Hinch. Sorry, I yeah. Hinch. No, that's fine. What did I say? Lynch. Lynch. Hinch. Yeah. Um, I think it's. What do you think? I think it's bogus, honestly, because they're basically getting this exact same punishment as everybody else. That oh, we didn't get baseball this year. We didn't get paid. You know, a lot of players aren't going to get paid this year. Um, I do think that the fact their punishment will basically be extended, but not by Major League Baseball, but by teams saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want we don't want Lou now in the front office. Uh, we don't want Hinch here because he doesn't have control of his clubhouse, you know. Right. Um, so there is that. But at the same time, as a, as far as Major League Baseball sanctioned punishment, no, they've got to be like. If there are if there are not games, you will not be punished because you're not missing anything. Um, as soon as there are games, that's when your punishment will be started. And if you know if they play a hundred game season and they missed a hundred game season, I'm fine with that. If they play a 75, mm. 60 game season, whatever, which I don't think is going to be the case, but um, you know if they play a ten game season, if they just played a playoff, you know whatever, uh, and, and they're suspended for that, I'm fine as long as they miss games. But in this case, like if there is no season, they do not miss games. They do not miss out on anything. And I think that's I think that's weak. See, I I think anything under 110, 100, 112, something like that, um, then it should be extended. 
It should be extended yeah. into the next full season. Yeah, anything under 100 games would be a joke to accept as mm-hmm. as punishment. Yeah, and, and I can and I can see that reasoning, especially if you were to say a full season is 162 games, you miss 162 games. Right. You know, because because I, I feel like that's that's I mean, fair. If 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 you get if you get your second suspension for PEDs, it's 100 it's it's one season and they make it yeah. 162 games, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, so, you're absolutely right. You know, so in the one instance they punish players. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's only because players have called for it. That's right. Yeah, no, it's so. No, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, ne- I was going to move on to the next question. Yeah, absolutely, go ahead. Uh, last question. Tiff, Tiff, my wife Tiff wants. She just said, "Can we just please have more conversation about surviving <laughs> quarantine without baseball?" <laughs> I feel like that's all we do, um, but Brad, do you have some tips? I know you're you're doing your uh, SNES game. We do the oh, game of the yeah. week. Did you uh, did you have an SNES moment uh, for this week? No, because it's going horribly. Um, I'm actually a couple <laughs> days behind. I need to play a couple. I need to play like a double header or something like that tonight to get caught up. But that's no, fair. it's going. It's not going good. Not going well. Um, okay, so <laughs> I purposely we took a, that off the lineup this week. No, Brad, no, we need an update. <laughs> you can't, you can't dodge it like that. What are you talking about? My defense. I will say this: my defense is improving. My pitching is regressing. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh um, man, giving up a lot of home runs these days. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. You're playing that's with the Mariners, much. right? That's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't yeah, help it. You would expect that with the Mariners too, so that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's but fine. Other than that, I mean, watching my game of the week, um, Wilson is actually it's it's warmed up here. It's kind of nice. It rained yesterday. Uh, grass is really wet right now, so we weren't able to go out and hit balls today. But Wilson has been wanting to go out and and hit wiffle balls every single day. And man, like I might need to scoot back a little bit because he's yeah. a few times pretty good with those balls. He's he's squaring it up, man. We, yeah, he's um, killing it. You should show the video clip. right now. Yeah, so there's that one, but I wanted to get one on on, on video a couple days ago. Our backyard where we hit is pretty long. You know, it's probably, I mean, for wiffle balls, it's probably about 50 feet, something like that. I don't know exactly what it is. But he hit a couple over the fence the other day from where he was. And when I swing as hard as I can, I have a hard time getting it out. <laughs> um, so he's... He's squaring it up, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he he used to hold the bat right down at the knob, and then the other day I was like, you know what, that bat might be a little long for you. I was like, choke up. I showed him where to put his hands. Like, choke up to right here, you know. And yeah. so I, everyone, his hands will scoot down and remind him, and he'll he'll choke back up and hit a few in a row. But even with with uh, with his hands choked up an inch or so, he's he's creaming it, man. He hits it that's real hard. Awesome. Hits it real far. So. Yeah, that that's that's what we're doing. Um, we do need to work on catch with him a little bit, so I think we're going to be doing that more pretty soon. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's we're having a lot of fun just just playing out in the yard. You know, the, the weather's nice, which is lucky now, but we're having yeah. we're having a good time with all that. That's cool. What about you? What are you doing? What are you doing during quarantine? Well, we're we're di- we're diving into the vault, right? MLB is yeah. the vault. It's on YouTube, and and we watch old games. Um, mm-hmm. we watch a lot of highlight reels as well. We're, you know, we, we don't have the opportunity to be too active just with our current situation, but right. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we would be throwing a ball a lot, but <clears throat> yeah. And I have buddies that say, Hey, can you throw, come throw a ball with me? And I'm like, yeah, you can come to me maybe, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's good. So, so I'm doing that. I actually bought, um, rbi 20 for the xbox so i've been playing a little bit of that how is that how is that game you know it's it's really great it's really hard is it yeah it's really hard though it's um it's it's like really hard to hit the ball (laughs) (laughs) that's the way baseball games are now though like i had i had the show on my ps2 and i i was terrible at hitting absolutely terrible yeah i hear a lot of good things about the show and if i had a playstation i would have that one but um yeah but rbi 20 it's been good it's been a lot of fun it's uh it's much easier to pitch than it is to hit which i can't i can't tell if that's realistic or not you know but 
yeah. At any rate, I, I don't know. We're we're doing that. Um, I mean that that's pretty much it. And then we design T-shirts yeah. for and hats and stuff, and we do a lot of that. Yeah, which is which is good. So stay tuned for more of that stuff because we're right going to drop more right stuff. On. Pretty cool. Yeah, I've uh, speaking of RBI baseball, I have actually said that I think my next system will be a PlayStation, mm-hmm. just so that I can get the show. Because man, a game looks. It's it's awesome. Like that, I said, I played on PS2 and it's a blast. I can't imagine what it is now. Yeah, I uh for sure. I almost yeah. went with PS4 just for the show. That was Yeah. <laughs> I just have friends like you and other friends that, that they all have Xboxes, so I went with an Xbox, but Yeah. And I haven't owned a yeah. gaming system in 15 years, okay? So oh, this man. is totally new to me all over again i mean it came back really fast don't get me wrong all my addictions like rear their ugly head but but (laughs) but it's really good yeah anyway we're we're, that's what we're doing what are you guys doing listeners we we want to know listeners and viewers Mm -hmm. how you get you how you getting your baseball tell us please because we would love more ideas (laughs) yeah the more you share the more everybody can do together that's right do baseball together that's right. Oh, look what you did. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, the best place to share that kind of information is on the 9 Plus Us VIP group on Facebook. It is, uh, you can search 9 Plus Us and then go to groups, and it's uh, the 9 Plus Us VIPs right off the product or the uh, company page. You can search 9 Plus Us VIPs right in Facebook, and it come up that way. Um, we let people in every day new people so Mm -hmm. jump on there uh send us an invitation request and we'll add you and you can jump on in and be part of the family that's what we want right on and don't forget to jump on the shop either you can shop we've got brig mentioned making hats t-shirts awesome stuff got my corona mask on the way you can get yours too and and uh, jump on baseballtogether.com you can watch podcasts listen to the podcast and baseball family everybody stay safe and we will catch you next week.